What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. You're listening to Ascent Dental Solutions. I hope you enjoy the following podcast, and I'm excited to introduce you to our guest, Ron Sheets, who uh, is a serial entrepreneur. I'd like to think of myself as an entrepreneur, but next to Ron, uh, I don't really make the cut. Uh, Ron, thanks so much for uh, joining us this evening. Uh, can you give us a little background and tell us a little something about you and your business? Yeah, a little bit about me and how I got into business, really, uh, the, the serial entrepreneurial part. Um, I was about 13 years old, and um, we used to try to keep ourselves occupied when we were kids in our neighborhood because everybody was much younger than I was. And uh, a friend of mine and I decided we were going to put on a magic show in the neighborhood, and we went around the neighborhood promoting it, and uh, the kids could attend for 50 cents a person, and the adults had to pay a dollar. And my mom had known a professional magician, so she introduced me, and he then introduced me to the world of magic and business and entrepreneurship. And uh, long story short, he became my... Uh, business, my first business mentor, and really uh, everything that I've learned and has formed who I am and what I do is really learned out of that. So at 13, I started selling tickets to a magic show, and then that has turned into a career, a lifelong career now, of really doing what I call relationship marketing. And a large part of what I do is with um, testimonials. And what we'll get into talk tonight about is something much different than what people are really familiar with about testimonials. I call what most people do basic testimonials, and I have a whole advanced strategy of testimonials. So just a little bit of background and history on me, and I've been involved with the dental field uh, specifically now for about the last 10 years. Well, that's terrific. You also have uh, quite a few of uh, very... uh excellent celebrities uh, under your belt uh, and helping their careers. Do you want to take a minute and uh, drop some names uh, to impress us with some of these uh, individuals? Sure, sure. 
um, one that uh, in the dental field, uh, one of my most frequent and, and continually uh, ongoing client relationship is with uh, Mr. Dan Kennedy. If people are familiar with Dan, uh, he's one of the uh, uh, top um, copywriters and, and marketing consultants in the country. Uh, but also, as far as uh, what people would recognize celebrity-wise, uh, I've worked with uh, Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen, who are the authors of Chicken Soup for the Soul. Uh, I've also uh, worked extensively with a lot of other uh, dental uh, gurus and so forth. For instance, uh, Dr. Chris Griffin, uh, Jerry Jones, who I believe you've had on your show, um, to, to name a few. Uh, oh, goodness, the, the list is long. Uh, well, I was particularly uh, trying to guide you towards Kathy Ireland, who I think probably the majority of our listeners uh, would be impressed. Uh, I certainly had a crush on her, and uh, we could argue I perhaps maybe still have a crush on her. And I also noticed that you've done some work with Cal Ripken. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. Yeah. Well, why don't we get into the topics today of testimonials? Uh, I, I believe I've discussed with you in the past, I have 14 dental offices, approximately 150 employees with about 100,000 patient visits a year. And day in and day out, we have some positive testimonials and we have negative testimonials. And I'm never really sure how to use the positive testimonials uh, to my advantage. Uh, perhaps uh, since most of our listeners here are businessmen and businesswomen, uh, but particularly a focus on healthcare and dentistry in particular, can you uh, give us some strategies and some suggestions to improve uh, the information and how we use testimonials? Sure, sure. Uh, the first is, is really a differentiation of <clears throat> what most people consider a testimonial and what I consider a testimonial. A majority of the testimonials that I see uh, businesses and, and dental practices getting are what I would call basic testimonials. Uh, usually the procedure is, is that you, you do a you case, you have a happy uh, patient, you ask them for a testimonial, and they give you a testimonial. And oftentimes that testimonial that they give is what I call rather bland or vanilla meaning it doesn't have a lot of marketing legs. There's not a lot that you can do with it other than put it out so that people can read it. And I'll give you a couple of examples that I, that I share in my book. Uh, so these are some testimonials captured by a dental practice just by asking. Uh, one of them was um, um, from this patient. It says, I came to this dental office today on an emergency basis, and they got me in immediately. This is the friendliest dental office I've ever been to in years in all the time that I've been alive. Uh, you know, here's another one uh, that says, uh, this is my first time. Uh, the first experience was great. I felt very relaxed and very well taken care of. And it was a pleasure experience, pleasant experience. Uh, you know, every time I come to the doctor's office, the staff is great. They're friendly. The service is good. And I enjoy coming back. You know, those are, those are what I talk about as basic testimonials. They don't have a whole lot of marketing legs, meaning things that you can do with it. Uh, or is what uh, Walt Disney called plussing it. How else could we use this to help promote the practice and move us forward? And really, as dentists, you're in the trust business. You're really in the trust business, and you're dealing with a constituency coming in who has, who is probably fearful. They've got anxiety. They are afraid of the plight. I mean, there's a lot of anxieties and angst of them coming in, and we need to do what we can to elevate them and differentiate ourselves 
from every other dentist that they've ever had experience with or what they think about, these indoctrinations that they have about dental practices. So my type of testimonials, the advanced testimonials, are much more story-based or what you would consider as you know, a human interest story. And I'll give you an example of, of one, and this is actually uh, of a patient that I interviewed and, uh, and uh, have been using with a dental practice. So this patient in, in an interview with me, she, she starts off by saying, I was terrified of the dentist. I mean, terrified, I mean, I'm talking about cold sweat just breaking and running down my face. Uh, it started way back when I was a little girl. Um, you know, I had a dentist pull a tooth, and it was an impacted tooth. And at that time, I was 10, and he didn't give me enough Novocaine, and he called me a baby. Uh, and I just remember when he started working on me, uh, it was kicking and screaming, and, and I ended up running out of the room, uh, and, and blood was running down my face, and, and my mother was just horrified. Maybe I just picked the wrong dentist, and I'm glad that I finally picked one that's a winner. And then she goes into talking about now her experience with this particular dentist that she's with now. So these are much more experiential-based stories, They're those human interest stories. And it's important because unlike the basic testimonials, these are testimonials that are the stories that patients can identify with this person. They can identify having been in their shoes. If they haven't had that exact experience, they know what it's like. And, and what I talk about in my book is that what we do by connecting prospective patients, possibly new patients, with our existing patients, they identify with one another. They can't exactly identify with you. You're the doctor. And they have these, again, these indoctrinations as to what that experience is like. But if we connect them with our existing patients and they connect all that story on that human level, it's, it creates what I call the transfer of trust triangle. So the prospective patient identifies with our existing patient. They see themselves in their shoes and they come to this conclusion that if I'm like them, and you as the dentist were able to help them, then in turn, you can help me. And that's what I call the transfer of trust triangle. Does that make sense? Uh, it makes uh, perfect sense. Uh, let me ask you a follow-up question, Ron. Uh, these testimonials, as you just described, these powerful testimonials that tell a story, how do you get that out to the public? And what, in your opinion, is the best way to get that out to the public? That's an excellent question, and I've actually identified there's, there's 33 different ways that it can be used, but really some of the most immediate, A, you mentioned website or a podcast, uh, they can be used and lifted and put onto a website. Now, the thing that I instruct people to do is not to create a web page, as most websites have. They have a testimonial page, and that's a page where all of the testimonials from all the patients reside. Well, it's been our experience that people don't necessarily go to a testimonial page. Because if you go there, you see it in the tab, and you go there, what are you going to find? You're going to find people who are saying great things about you. So it's a moot point. Why would I go there? Because I already know what to expect when I get there. So what I instruct people to do is take your testimonials and salt and pepper them throughout the website. Incorporate them as part of your presentation on the website. So, for instance, if you have patients that are, you know, come to you for sleep apnea or IV sedation, or they come to you for implants, or they come to you just for general dentistry, cosmetic dentistry, or, uh, uh, you know, they're a recare page. And you have pages on these different services and these different applications. Include them there, because what they are now is part of, they're incorporated as part of the presentation. They add validation and credibility to what we're reading on the web page. So we don't have, we don't have to expect uh, a visitor to the web page to go seek out these testimonials. We have to put them front and center for them. 
So that's one way to use them. The other way to use them that I, that I like the best is in, in dentistry, there's, there's this idea that we shouldn't have to sell our services and you shouldn't. So, you know, nobody likes to be sold. Nobody likes to be a salesperson. But what we can do is we can take a composite of all of these stories put together and provided to patients before they come into the practice. And we actually make them better prepared or we make them predisposed to knowing, liking, and trusting us before they actually get to the practice. And what we've actually seen in results is that when a patient get to the practice and they've already had the chance to get to know us, get to like us and, and, and have a, a somewhat of a trust with us based on, again, that transfer of trust triangle, hearing from our existing patients, they come to us a better patient, meaning they're more prepared to hear about treatment plans. They're less fee resistant. So we don't have to improve us necessarily, but we improve the quality or the qualification of the patients coming to us. So there are two real powerful. You mentioned radio, television, um, uh, print advertising. We've, I've actually created a full page print advertorials, uh, you know, just out of the stories that we've captured for patients and, and turn them into an actual print article. So there's, like I said, 33 different ways that we could use a testimonial, a story based, a human interest story uh, uh, in, in advertising and marketing. Ron, uh, just for the nuts and bolts of it, uh, when the individual gives a positive testimonial, do you recommend you use their first and last name? Do you recommend just initials, or do you leave that on an individual basis uh, when they sign the informed consent, giving the uh, health care provider permission to use the testimonial? What are the actual nuts and bolts in going about that? That's an excellent question. Yes, you do want to get their permission. So, for instance, when I interview patients, I'm actually getting their formal permission on a, uh, a release, on a document that lets them know, you know, what we're going to talk about, what we're doing, and, and how, this is, uh, how this is going to be used. We absolutely want to get their permission um, in written form, if possible, in verbal form, and documented is the best way to do it. Protect yourself from any kind of liability. Now, I'm not an attorney, and I'm not giving legal advice, but that's how I approach it, is to always get permission and, and any due diligence that I can to, to get the patient's permission to go ahead and use that going forward. Then, with regard to your question on how you use it, I always like to use their full name, first name, and last name. And if possible, you know, if we have it, we can use where they're from. So if they're in a specific city or so forth. Now, that when we're using that in let's say a video for a website or a video for a DVD. Let's say, for instance, uh, like I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm in a suburb of Cleveland, Ohio. And let's say, for instance, the dentist is in Cleveland, but I actually come to that dentist from Akron, Ohio, which is about 30 to 35 miles away. Somebody who is familiar with the geography, and they see that I'm from Akron, what happens, what we're communicating unconsciously, subconsciously to them is, hey, this person travels a long way to get to this dentist. So I like to use as much information as we can about that patient, name, first name, last name, where they're from, uh, and, and, and those would be the basics. And there's other stuff that you could add, but that's absolutely a must is so that you're communicating. By using first name and last name only, it communicates that this person is real. What I don't like about using initials is, is they could be made up. It's an authenticity. 
Well, Ron, I can't thank you enough for taking uh, this evening and talking to us. I can tell you, uh, being around healthcare providers for over three decades, this kind of information is incredibly important to help us improve our image, to improve our business, uh, to provide uh, that thought leadership and expertise that we're all trying to create uh, to promote the best uh, clinical uh, didactic and service type practice. Can you give our listeners uh, a way to reach you? Is there uh, the best way to get your book and uh, learn the 33 ways to uh, use uh, super testimonials to improve care and service in our practices? Absolutely, absolutely. If you're interested in the book, uh, you can get that at www.bookontestimonials.com forward slash book. Again, that's www.bookontestimonials.com forward slash book. Uh, if people have, if your listeners have questions and they want to submit specific questions uh, that apply directly to them, they can go to www.askronsheets.com. And that's ask, A-S-K, Ron, R-O-N, Sheets, S-H-E-E, T as in Tom, Z as in Zebra, dot com. And there they can post a question and submit it to me. I get them personally so it's not done through an assistant. Those come directly to me and the questions that are there. So there's two sources that, that people can go either get the book and, uh, and see the strategies that I lay out. The 33 ways are in the book, or they can submit me directly with questions. Ron, thank you so much for uh, helping Ascent Dental Solutions and uh, helping our listeners improve care and service uh, through the use of testimonials, and I should say the correct use of testimonials. I really appreciate it, and thank you so much uh, for helping us out. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, owner and creator of Ascent-Dental-Solutions, with an emphasis on coaching, development, uh, leadership, and training. Thank you again for listening, and uh, I look forward to talking to you in the near future. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.